Welcome to another episode of the Salsa Soul Food Podcast. Today we have another special guest. Her name is Lucy Oxime. She is somebody who I admire very much. Um, she is a definition of selflessness and someone who is very humble, but she has also been known as an undercover comedian. Um, she is the manager of employment services at Jewish Vocational Service, which is a workforce development agency that helps immigrants of various backgrounds to obtain employment. She's heavily involved with her church, where she organizes a food pantry once a month. She also works as a milieu counselor at Teen Learning Choices and started as an assistant photographer and worked her way up to second shooter for Miss G photography. Welcome, Lucy. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> Yay. So for the Inspired Storytime series, we really want our listeners to get cozy as we leave the winter, enter springtime, and we want them to just get cozy, cozy up while they're listening to the podcast. So the first question for you is what makes you cozy? Set the vibe for us. Oh, that is such a great question. Uh, <laughs> Well, given that I'm always busy, I, I don't necessarily always think about coziness, but what first comes to mind is definitely laying in bed. I recently got a heated blanket from my friend Ooh. in Chicago. Whoop, whoop. Thanks so much, Windy City, Martina. Um, <laughs> so this blanket has been like a saving grace. So on a really cold night, I just crank it up have a hot cocoa from my friend who makes amazing hot cocoa bombs. Um, her name is Glitter. Oh, I don't want to mess up her name, but her name is um, Mary Powell and she makes amazing hot cocoa bombs. Um, you should follow her and I'll figure out her name a little later. But nice. anywho, it's so good if you've never had hot cocoa bombs. So um, that's truly what I love to do to get cozy and I'll have a good book to read, whether it's the Bible or some dramatic book uh fiction so that's how I get cozy oh I love that one that's like my I love my hot water bottle which Lucy does so Lucy is also my manager I, or my supervisor I should say that and we talked about that in one of the meetings and she's like yeah my grandmother used to have one of those and I never knew what it was and I'm like oh I always have them <laughs> during our meeting my hot water bottle but no I love shade. that <laughs> no that's a great answer and another question is so we're in the new year now now we're in February and what are you manifesting for 2021 it could be just a word a phrase an idea anything Ooh, so something that I'm manifesting in 2021 is definitely it's just more um, new beginnings. I am trying to, you know, get out of my comfort zone and try new things and just not be afraid of trying new things. Mm -hmm. um, so that's like definitely something that comes to mind. And just to add, I recently, well, not recently, but back in January, I actually created a vision board for the first time because um, I'm typically somebody who just goes out on a whim and just speaks about like my new year's resolutions per se but I had a friend who just like walked us through the vision board and what was nice about it is that like I had time to reflect on 2020 and not so much about the negativity and of course the pandemic but more so 
things that brought me joy throughout 2020 and what I want to uh, and what and how I want to progress in 2021. So creating the vision board was definitely motivational and a refresher of, you know, a lot of things that I'm capable of accomplishing if I just literally sit down and make a vision of it, right? So within that, there was like breakthrough. That was one word that came to mind and just family and just being there and supporting them um, more in 2021. And also a traveler. I love traveling, but I haven't traveled abroad. So that's something that I look forward to, although my passport is definitely expired. But you know, <laughs> it's, it's going to get renewed. So um, I can become a, a traveler of some sorts, hopefully soon. Um, so yeah. Oh, I love that. That's a great answer. And you and the great thing about the vision board too, is that you can see it. So I'm sure that's nice to have like a, remi- a visual reminder. Yes, definitely. Oh, that's great. I know. I still, I still need to do one of those. So you're motivating me now to do that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So tell us a little bit about your background and kind of what inspired you or motivated you or led you to um, work in social and human services. Yeah. So a little bit about myself that led me to the path that I am in now in human services is um, first and foremost, I'm Haitian American and my path to JVS was not, it it wasn't as random as um, I had thought about as I reflected. I do remember after college, I had no idea where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do, but I did um, get my undergrad degree in psychology with a, a major in psychology with a minor in sociology. And growing up, I just always wanted to help people and, you know, save the world, right? So, <laughs> I decided, I decided, excuse me, why not human services? And what came to mind um, when it came to JVS, Jewish Vocational Service, was my mom used to take a class when she was at the hospital um, to move forward within her role. And then I remembered uh, going with her like to the classes and just seeing how it was. And I also remembered when I worked at Boloco, which is an amazing uh, food chain restaurant with great burritos and smoothies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I remembered a few of the staff who worked there were also heavily involved in JVS and their um, VESOL classes. So then when I had applied, I was like, oh my goodness, this is such an interesting, um, interesting, collision of like my life, my past life and my current life, right? So then I had applied and eventually became a career coach. But what was funny, I was under the impression that I can just become a lead career coach. And I tried to (laughs) hopefully, (laughs) hopefully my like, boss doesn't listen to this. podcast. (laughs) But anyways, I applied for the lead career coach. And I tried to finesse and say like, yeah, in my past role at AmeriCorps, I used to manage a team and do all of this crazy stuff that I truly didn't do. But but hey, I became a career coach. And soon enough, um, I became a lead career coach and now a manager. So it has been truly a, a blessing to just work my way up in the organization. So, yeah. Wow. Oh, that's so, that's so nice to know that because yeah, you just like jumped right in there and then you still made it, you you made it past lead coach. I mean, yeah, lead career coach. So that's great. Yeah. And can you tell people a little bit more about what Jewish vocational service is? 
Yeah. How I like to start it off is a, a little history. So JVS started back in 1938, <laughs> <laughs> um, mainly helping Jewish um, immigrants who've migrated over to the United States and help them with resources such as food, um, education, as well as um, obtaining a job, right? So then eventually, um, as more immigrants came about, it just became more broad and it was no longer just serving Jewish folks, but so many different people um, from so many different countries and many different backgrounds. And as it progressed, they were able to offer different programming such as uh, CNA, as well as like farm tech, um, and also more English classes. And we also have many different satellite locations. The program that I specifically work in is English for Advancement. And we have um, a few sites. What Our main location, of course, is downtown. But we also have a site in East Boston, Lynn, as well as Lawrence. Um, Throughout the years that I've been there, we tried to have a site in Dorchester, but unfortunately that didn't work out. Um, there used to be a site in, I believe, Roxbury. That also didn't work out, but thankfully we do still have four sites um, that are serving immigrants and helping them find a job um, given the current status of you know, the world. Um, it, it led more into case management um, and that has definitely been a struggle, of course, because that's not our forte. And it's just, you know, we've been mainly focusing on career coaching, right? So understanding the laws of, you know, um, unemployment and housing, it's truly been a shift. But as career coaches, we've managed and we've been doing amazing things throughout this time and we've truly been resilient. Yeah, that's a great explanation. And how, like, talk a little bit more about how you have seen how your clients' needs have shifted from pre-pandemic to post-pandemic and how maybe more of, like, their health and wellness is maybe highlighted even more how, how important that is, even as JVS as an organization has kind of tapped into that a little bit more? Yeah, definitely. Um, that's a great question. So pre-COVID, it was more so, you know, interview constantly helping with interview prep and building their resume and skill builders of that nature and um, workshops. But once the pandemic had occurred, people were less interested in obtaining a job, of course, because they didn't want to um, get in contact with the virus. So a lot of people were staying home and some things that had been occurring was, um, you know, mental wellness was a thing. I do remember having to just coach people around that. And then what was interesting, it also made me reflect on my own personal um, self-care and wellness, because what I've learned in the role of case manage management, as well as almost a social worker, is that you need to take a second and breathe and reflect the whole situation, um, because our clients were truly going through, like, a lot of a lot of situations that I. I couldn't possibly like wrap my head around, but they needed the services as soon as possible. So um, there had been a lot of collaboration within, within our department. And it was helpful because some people were, you know, well-versed on certain aspects when it did come to housing and unemployment. So they were definitely a, a clutch per se. Um, and in terms of health, it was helpful that a lot of food pantries were opening up in certain areas and we were able to, you know, have 
clients go into the food banks and the, um, the pantries as well to get food um, and just providing them a lot of resources around it and letting them know that they're not the only one in the situation and reminding them that like we are here for you and we are here of like we are of resource. Yeah, no, it's so important, especially because I feel like just in general media, like talking about health and wellness, we often don't hear the narrative of our clients, like of, you know, not having access to food or not having, you know, not having financial or economic health or stable income. And so that kind of narrative gets left out. And it's just unfortunate because that's a a lot of people, especially now in the U.S. and, and other places. So, yeah, it's great. And so tell us a little bit more. I know you've mentioned in a couple of meetings too, when we've done activities and you've talked about um, self-care and how you've kind of tapped into that more. Um, talk about that more because I also feel like there's this stereotype that if someone is a social worker or, you know, in ser- social services that they, they kind of have to run themselves ragged almost and that they, they don't have to kind of think of themselves because they're caring for others. So can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, so that was definitely my mindset. And I know I struggled from March to to July of just trying to take a moment and reflect and just really focus on self-care. And I know that my former boss was just all about it and telling me that it's okay that you can take time off um, because you know it's not healthy for you because you're not necessarily bringing your full self to the table when you're trying to help your client um, go through all of these situations that they're they are going through. So I think, again, first and foremost, you do it's okay to take a step back um, and take time and just reflect and re-energize and recharge, right? So in terms of self-care, what I personally did was just just like really shut like shut down, not in a sense of like be in my room and it's dark, right? It was just more <laughs> so I'm not looking at my emails. I'm not looking at my phone and I'm going to do like a face mask or um, just read a book that I've been struggling to finish for years on end, right? <laughs> um, so those are things that I've been doing and I think everyone deserves that. And that's something that, you know, people in social services do tend to struggle with, especially that um, in my situation, I work at JVS helping um, immigrants find employment and now also helping them with, um, you know, case managerial work, but then also a stressful overnight job. At times it's stressful, let's be real. You know, it does definitely have its moments where it's really fun and joyous, but the the, um, population is they deal with a lot of trauma. So having the both stressful jobs really made me reflect of like, okay, you do need to take a step back and just breathe. And it's okay to not always say yes and be there for everybody. Um, so yeah. Nice. I love that. And so I know that you're involved with your church. Can you tell us more about the food pantry that you help organize and, and also kind of touch upon how you feel that your faith is, um, connected to like keeping you grounded, like throughout, just like throughout the week, throughout each day? Yeah. Um, the food pantry that I'm involved in at my church, it's called Shepherd's Kitchen. Um, and it's myself and four other 
five other people who aren't involved of managing it. And it's truly been a blessing to help people who are in need in that in that way, because we didn't shut down once COVID had happened, we were still um, pushing along and doing deliveries. And also at one point we were even having walk-ups, of course, with social distancing. And my faith has definitely grounded me in the sense of, you know, helping people who are in need and doing a service for those people. Um, and I'm just grateful to be able to help people. That's just something I've always, wanted to do if it's not financially it's you know giving them food i remember i used to also be involved in a food pantry when i was younger and i truly enjoyed it so it's really nice to see the tables turning and just being able to be a part of this um, food pantry in such a larger way has definitely been humbling um, that's great yeah and maybe we can also later in the show notes we'll put um like some more information. So if people need it or they want to suggest it to someone else, they can also reference that later. Yeah. And so going back to clients right now through JVS, uh, talk a little bit more about what are some of the, the greatest barriers that you're seeing right now in the pandemic with to employment. Yeah. Um, the greatest barrier that I've been noticing in employment, um, has definitely been for our low level English speakers. The, there has just, just definitely been a shift, of course, in um, the amount of people who are obviously getting jobs. And given that their English level isn't as high as everyone else, or a lot of people are looking for jobs as well, the competition has been higher. And for my level one English speakers, the issue had, is um, them not being either tech savvy or confident in their English or, you know, just not answering a, a phone call for an interview. So that has been a struggle. And most jobs that they've been looking into, like I've been looking into for them, have been agency jobs. And those are temporary. And although it's it's great that they would be able to have a job for like three or so months, of course, but they need something more um, sustainable. So myself and a lot of coaches, as you know, Angela, are going through this as well. Um, so I hope with the new administration that there is more change and hopefully just more, more jobs available because it's definitely scarce. Yeah, for sure. And then it's just not knowing as far as COVID goes, because although we want to try our best as coaches, we also don't necessarily know what the environment's going to be like, you know, in a certain location. And if it's temporary, who knows, like, how is it going to be like 20 people? Are they all going to be jammed in a room? And so that's the, the part that I think not everyone always sees on the outside is like people are they think, oh, people are being like rebellious and like not wearing masks, but it's like sometimes people are just trying to make money for their family and yeah, and they're in those conditions. So yeah, it's it's tricky. Okay, so I want to hear a little bit more about your photography journey because I know that's like another one of your kind of like self-care, I'm sure for you because you really like enjoy it. So tell us more about that. Yeah, um, it truly has been a fun journey becoming a second shooter because 
Initially, how I started off with Jardine Marcian was that I told her, oh, yeah, you need help with um, starting off your business. I'm, I'm down. I'm available. And I would just love to learn more about photography. And she was like, yeah, that's amazing. Um, you can totally be on board. And I initially told her, I'm a videographer. Like, I, I, I do this, right? <laughs> so <laughs> this oh is a God. part of me finessing. So um, <laughs> I told her, yeah, my church, like, I go live. I do the, the camera. I'm, I'm amazing. Then she was like, oh, show me. Show me what you do. I literally picked up my phone and like, oh, yeah, this is what I this is what I do. This is how we go live. She's like, you're not serious. I was like, yeah. So technically I wasn't a videographer per se, but that's how I kind of made my way <laughs> into um, being a part of her business. And that was roughly three years ago. It was really fun um, working with her and seeing how much work she puts into her business and the amount of training it takes to really uh, master your craft. Right. So with everything, of course, she started off like doing free photos so she can progress. And I would just tag along and be the comedian that I am and also help direct. <laughs> so that's how it started off and just building my confidence of knowing how to tell a model, like um, how they should pose and what looks more flattering in the camera. And then as years progressed, um, I built my confidence and I was like, oh, you know what? Like this assistant thing, it's been fun, but I think I can become a second shooter. And we've done um, weddings, we've done um, engagement shoots, we've done portraits, and it's just been such a fun journey. And it's also an opportunity for me to network as well. Although like, I think I'm a comedian on the side, I've never really done stand up. But uh, <laughs> a lot of people have been laughing during the shoots, and they've just been having a great time. And Miss G's amazing. She really makes you feel like a model. And I've just learned so much from her. Oh, I love that. And it's it's great too. like all of Lucy's photos. Well, I guess not all, but <laughs> social media and then like your Zoom photo. They're so professional and gorgeous. Those are, are those by her. They are by her. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we'll use one of those for your for the um, Salsa Soul Food Insta story when oh. we post this so everyone can see it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and yeah, we'll tag her in the show notes, too, because we want to promote promote the biz. So okay, awesome. Thank you. <laughs> That's great. And so I want to ask uh, another question. So usually as we're ending, we like to go back to salsa soul food. So each episode sort of has this common theme of like wellness and health. So salsa represents physical activity. Soul are nourishing activities like self-care. And then food is just anything connected to food. So like your relationship with food, trying a new recipe, new lifestyles, things like that. So tell us if there are any goals or um, things you're working on in, in these three car categories. So starting with salsa, soul, and then food. So for physical, I actually have a personal trainer and his name is David. He's amazing. I've been I've been using him for almost three months and it's been a fun journey. And I'm also um, doing Herbalife through uh, my coach named Wadley. And it's funny how um, our worlds had crossed because she was actually my older brother's friend. And then I was like, oh, she does Herbalife, let me support. And it's just been an amazing journey um, dealing with her as well as David because 
when, at least for me, whenever I'm on a health journey binge, I try to do it by myself and build my mm-hmm. own discipline. But after like a week, I'm like, okay, this is, I'm over it. <laughs> like, yes. I, and then I just go back to my old ways, but definitely having um, two people in your corner is really helpful and they hold me accountable and are very motivational. Um, so that's my physical. I also do love Zumba but I'm not a fan of my gym that I will not state. So I <laughs> did some, I did something off of impulse that was pretty stupid, but it is what it is. Last week, I went to another gym because I saw that they give one day free pass. So I'm like, okay, I'm over my current gym. I want to try something new. Let me just go. So I told my gym buddy, um, like, let's just do this free day pass. So I go in the morning, she she wasn't able to make it, but I go to that gym and I was like, yeah, I need a new scenery. I'm over my gym. They're like, oh, you didn't see the sign? I'm like, no, I just walked in here. Like I wasn't really focused on your signs. They're like, we don't do the free passes anymore. And I'm like, oh, you're kidding me. So mind you, like I Ubered here and no. now I, I was a little pissed, but I was like, okay, whatever. And then they're they're basically selling me and I'm a sucker for a good sell, which is the worst thing because I'll just toss money at everything. Um, so, so then they were like, yeah, like if you want a new gym, this is the place for you. And it was such a great pitch. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let me sign up right now. I basically put a down payment on a new gym when I didn't cancel my old one, right? <laughs> the story gets worse so then I work out and I'm like okay like I like it here the machines are better but the space is really narrow so then I told my friend like oh are you still going to our old gym and then I was like hey do you mind just picking me up and so I went back to my old gym now I'm currently a member of two gyms (laughs) and just got charged for my old gym so I'm like oh crap like I have to figure out when I can cancel my old one stick to this new one and then cancel it and just start from scratch wait so where's your trainer is this trainer online or are they like at one of the gyms so my trainer is actually at one of the gyms but I I also did tell him like oh so I did something and then he was like oh okay like just tell me when you go and I'll come so he's really supportive (laughs) thankfully but um it's truly been a hot mess and it's one of those you live and you learn right yeah no I love that and tell us about herbal life too for those who don't know what it is yes herbal life is an amazing um nutritional nutritional health-based um drinks and uh also they have um dietary pills dietary supplements that are really helpful for you and they have this process where you take a shake with a tea in the morning and then within two to three hours you have a snack and the next two to three hours you have lunch with your tea again and then you have another snack and then you also have like um, a shake for your dinner per se and what's been fun about the journey is that the shakes are truly amazing it doesn't taste like nasty powder or chalk it really tastes good I have a pina colada flavor as well as banana caramel so um, in the morning I have a glass of pina colada with no cherries of course and then (laughs) and then at night like if I'm feeling spunky I can make um, a pancake (laughs) pancake out of the out of the shake which is really it's truly tasteful like tasteful yeah and you can also make like um my trainer 
sent, well, not my trainer, but like my coach had sent me a cup, a mug of a muffin. So you can also make that with the shake as well. And you can get creative. And something that I've had forgot to mention is that they also added me to a telegram, which is a group of so many other people who are also on this journey. And they're just constantly posting their food, talking about their progress. And that's been like really fun as well. Oh, nice. That's great. Yeah. So what about for, so that was kind of like you covered your physical activity and kind of food, right? Like your new, your journeys. What about for the soul, um, the nourishing activity? Yes. <laughs> for soul, it's trying to um, finish the Bible within a year. Uh, my faith is what truly keeps me grounded. And for me, it's just building a stronger relationship with God and being more consistent in prayer. And also um, not not praying for, you know, materialistic things, not saying that I do, but just like making my prayers a little more concrete. Um, and also just reading more because I definitely want to not constantly fill my head with television. And <laughs> I am, I am one for like a good TV show. I don't necessarily need to know the, um, the trailer or the backstory. I just go based off of the looks. <laughs> It's just not always the greatest. Um, and I give anything a shot. And what I've been learning is that like, okay, you do need to pick up a book and finish it. Cause I'm great at like picking up a book and reading the first chapter and then just forgetting about it. Um, as I said, I had a book back in 2020 and I'm still <laughs> struggling to read it. So making a, a smart goal of finishing books has been something I've been um, focusing on. So yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's been one of my goals, too, because also it gets me out of the house to walk to the library because I'm not about to buy a book. So <laughs> I'm like, OK, let me make this walk and let me try to read. Yeah, no, I agree. Those are great. Oh, I love those. And yeah, so thanks so much for for speaking a little bit more about your experience in social services. And if you could give like a message to those who are maybe in a, a similar position that you are right now, helping immigrants or helping those that are in need during this time, what would be a message that you would give to those providers or people out there? Yeah, I think um, the message that I would give to them is put your best foot forward. You won't, not every day will be, you know, sunshine, there will be rain, but overall, what's rewarding is you noticing the path that where you're, the person you're helping started from to even noticing in the middle where they're going and then where they're at towards the end of their journey. And the fact that you were able to, you know, be a part of that accomplishment is what's overall the most rewarding thing. As cliche as that sounds, it's truly been <laughs> the most amazing um, part of the work that I do. And sometimes as a manager, it's it truly has been a struggle for me to be 100% on top of my clients. But for those who I'm still chugging, chugging along and doing a good job with them, um, I do know that they appreciate it. I did want to share this one moment that I actually had yesterday, Sunday. I was um, getting gas at a gas station and it didn't even, I didn't put two and two together as to which gas station I was at. But when I had gone in to pay for one of the pumps, um, it was my client. And of course I had a mask on. <laughs> and then I was looking at her. I was like, yeah, she looks so familiar. And then I was like, oh, X, Y, Z. And she was like, oh my gosh, I had a feeling it was you. I didn't know if it was your sister. 
I was like, I don't have a sister, but, <laughs> but, but um, it was truly nice. And she was just like, oh, you still working at JVS? Like, I don't see you in class. I was like, I'm not, I don't go into class often, um, more specifically her class, but um, it was just nice to see her and see how far she's come. And she was just so grateful about the opportunities that she had in the program. So that's always an amazing moment for me. Oh, no, that's well said. Yeah. And interacting with people or even seeing them after you haven't been in person with people for so long must have been such like a nice motivation for you, too. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us. It was great to hear more about your experience and your stories. And, you know, I admire you. And I know that all the people that are around you and are in your circle also are in admire you as well so I hope that our listeners really get a lot from this and yeah thanks so much thanks for having me I appreciate how much you admire me <laughs> that's so sweet <laughs> that's really sweet it's all a um, joke no I'm just kidding no no, no just... it's not you make my life easier you're truly an amazing staff <laughs> <laughs> thanks Lucy no problem <laughs> oh one more thing I was gonna ask can I just do this we can put it somewhere do you ever have um do you have a a plan to become a uh, take a stand up comedian class or I don't know go that path? I actually what I've done improv once. Um but that's something that I would consider. Oh, Mark are you into improv? <laughs> he's he's amazing, yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I would totally do improv if there is like Zoom improv classes, I would be on it. Oh, nice. Yeah, you'll have to connect Lucy to some of those later. Where did she take an improv class? No, you haven't taken one yet, right? I actually took one once in Cambridge. Oh, where was it? It was in Cambridge. I forgot the name of it. I did it through Meetup. Improv Boston? Uh, No, it was actually, I believe it was through one of the colleges in Cambridge. Oh, oh, awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe you and Mark will cross paths soon because that would be I would love to see you both in a show together. Yeah. Once everything goes back to normal. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Sorry. I meant to ask that earlier. It's fine. Thanks, Lucy. Sorry. (laughs) So crazy. You're so great. Thank you for doing that. Thanks. This was truly fun. Yay. I know I said admire a lot at the end. It's fine. Yeah, I was like, admire, admire, admire. I was like, oh, you're like my number one fan. (laughs) I mean, I am, but still, I was like, I sound like a.